Overworking and um, you know, uh, my, my I have a car, have issues, have a car trouble, and I'm just like, wow, man, like I've been, you know, what I'm saying, working both ends of the candlestick, burning the midnight oil, and now I gotta reinvent my situation now that having car trouble, and so it's just like one of the things where it's like, as much as we wanna. You know what I'm saying? Do things in, in our timing. As if we got time to spare, it's not necessarily accurate. That's the stop the money, man. But uh, enough of that. <laughs> hey, man. Like, um. medicine and let you introduce to the pe- introduce yourself to the people um how'd you get started in entrepreneurship bro and if you could explain yourself or your background in five minutes what would you say so my name is Davis. i go by coach Sai. i am a fitness coach and mindset coach um i've been training for the last seven years when it comes to personal training, but I've been playing sports my entire life. Uh, I am a basketball guru. I play basketball, like I just said, my entire life. I played professional. I played in four different countries, Finland, Sweden, Bulgaria, and Turkey. Uh, after I had retired from playing basketball, started getting into the law enforcement world. Uh, didn't pan out. Even though I didn't want it to pan out after I got into it, even though that's what I went to college for, was law enforcement. Um, it didn't pan out, and I left New Jersey, where I'm originally from. I came to Atlanta to pursue more of entrepreneurship. Uh, coming to Atlanta, I realized that there was so much black wealth here, and there was so much entrepreneurship here. I'm like, there's no, there's no way that I can't be a black entre- a black successful entrepreneur when I see so much of it around me. So that was how I really got started was just taking the chance and understanding that I had a bigger purpose and understanding that I am now getting that shift in my family as that I am becoming uh, the father hen of my family and that dynamic is changing from my aunt which is the mother hen of our family and now it's, that dynamic is switching to me wow so that's the that show yeah, so I, I know for me, um, kind of tie it all in, my path was architecture. Uh, I, I completed college at 23 in 2014, and you know my family and my friends and everybody was rooting for me to go get a job at a firm, and fresh out of college, I just told myself I'd rather, you know, invest in me. And uh, I came back home on a whim, Something told me to come back to Atlanta 
and I, I left my college, my long-term college relationship, left all my, you know, thoughts of, I guess you could say, normalcy in college, and then and fresh out of college, I became a freelance designer, uh, full-time. I was part-time in college, but when I graduated, I came, did it full-time, and then, you know, as life would have it, I came back to the A, and uh, just kind of rolled with the punches, and I ended up in California, uh, out on business, and so um, share with the people the time frame for that, and then if you could, like, let's say for example, you pursued the path that you thought was for you for X amount of years, and then things turned around, and now you are where you are. What was the time lapse uh, for those events? So, ask the question one how long did it take you? Yeah, so how long did it take you? How many years did you put towards the path you thought it was for you? And then how long did it take you from that path to be where you are now? So I've been playing basketball. My dad said I picked the ball up at two. I remember playing basketball since I was five. Um so I've been training for basketball from five years old, literally. So I started year round about 12 or 10, maybe now I'm gonna say 10 years old. I started playing basketball all year round, whether it was uh, school basketball, AAU, small league, regular season, AAU, that's when it became a full year thing. So I was about 10 years old. And then when I got to college, I played all four years, I was predicted. I was, I was in a mock draft uh, to be drafted to LA um, my senior year. So mate, we're in the Big Ten tournament and we're playing Northwestern. And someone fell into my leg and tore my MCL 30 days before the draft. So I waited or I trained, let's say, you know, 18 years and to get 30 days away and for everything to be shattered. So once that happened, um, I was no longer a draft candidate. 30 days out, you know, four weeks, however you want to frame it. I was no longer an NBA uh, candidate. And then I went overseas. And the only thing I didn't like about overseas was the food. So I'm just like, bro, I don't want to keep eating this garbage and I have to be so far from my family because being overseas, people think it's really cool, but you're the only one there literally a hundred thousand miles away no matter you know it all depends what country you are and what state you're from and i was seven hours ahead sometimes six hours ahead sometimes sometimes nine hours ahead and it was such a strain i'm like you know i don't want to do this anymore and then once i came back to the u.s i began training uh, around 2016 and once I started training, I was working for um, a gym. And then I'm like, you know, I believe I, I enjoy this because it's something I was doing my entire life as far as working out or training in basketball. I was doing it my whole life. I'm like, I really love this. So once I started training, I really enjoyed getting results for people and just seeing people smile. Like, you, re- I, I realized that, you know, it's not the fact of me helping someone um, get in better shape. It was changing their life. And I'm like, bro, like me impacting other people is so important to me that I didn't even realize it. So 
So, you know, time passed. And once I moved to Atlanta in 2021, I was like, bro, I can actually do this. I can actually make money. And once I started getting into, you know, the uh, event spaces of, you know, Black Equity Con and InvestFest and meeting other entrepreneurs, that's when I really started to scale my business and understanding how the business is ranked and how I can make more money faster. So there, that kind of, that, I probably made the most money in the last, really, year than I've ever did in my entire, like, career. Wow. That's powerful. So from 2020, so moving to Atlanta in 2021, you saw a return of of all of that, of all those years invested in you in 2022? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, what's, 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 what's so awesome, bro, is I went to Black Equity Con as well, and I don't remember seeing you. And what I love about it is it just speaks to the spirit of consistency and the spirit of of intention, intentionality. Uh, and so, I recently just just got my ticket for for the podcast summit. Will you be attending uh, the summit in Miami? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Because I'm not too sure I'm gonna have to go to a client in Dallas, so I'm not too sure. I just, I definitely am looking forward to it, but I'm not too quite. I'm not quite certain yet. Okay. okay, cool, 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 man. Look, the fact you got business on business and you're trying to fit in, you know what I'm saying, an event, that's 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 dope too. You know what I'm saying? Uh but what I was what I was getting at, not to, not to kind of get uh track uh from your story is that you know the reason why I, I cracked well first off, I I said that to say that, you know, listening to your story uh at, at the morning meetup meetup uh reunion was was powerful because I had been working up until I guess this Sunday passed and I wasn't able to get in on those, on those Wednesday tapings and so hearing you be vocal you know it it it, it gave me a boost to, to go in and ask my question because my question was what I had been wanting to do all year but I couldn't because I was working right and so and, and hearing your story it's like uh, I said man up until now, you know, I've been trying to figure out my where I fit in, and I'm an interviewer, right? And so, I'm interviewing you, bro. And um, I asked, I offered, I opened the invitation to maybe about seven, or eight people, and you're the first one. So, uh, and these questions are a little all over the place. Hey, man, it's the first episode. <laughs> Yeah, listen, hey, you gotta start somewhere. It don't matter how it looks as long as it gets done. That is one thing that I am very vocal about. Yeah, man, so, uh, I, I feel really good. good or the pull-up is kind of like, listen, as long as you get it done, it will get prettier as you go on. You will perfect it as you go. However, you need to mess up to get it right. Like, that's just what it is. I, I don't find too many people, the first time they do the sun, it is, it, it's beautiful, it's impeccable, it's un, you know, changeable. Like, no, most of us have to stumble, stagger, mess it up to get it right. So, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I understand the journey, I trust the journey, and it's part of the journey. Like, the journey is not always pretty. People only see the end result. They don't see the process. Like, everybody loves to party, but nobody likes practice. Right. So... Now, now that I've laid the groundwork, I want to build on some 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 uh, applications and practical things. T- tell the people why you 
Okay, Mo, explain to me why you have a better quality of life running your own business than clocking in full-time. One, it gives me more freedom to think. I think if the world had more free thinkers, people would be less stressful. And for me, working for someone else, I just felt like I was being limited. I felt like I was being put in a box mentally. And me being so creative, I was always thinking and wondering and questioning and always asking. And for a lot of people, they think that being insubordinate, but it's like, I really want to know because maybe I can add to it, maybe I can help, maybe I create my own thing. However, we all know in many situations, we want people to do good, but just not better than us. And for me, I'm the type of person where I want I want to see everybody win. Like if everybody's winning, everybody's happy. We have a better community. We have more smiles. We have less stress. We have less violence. And that's just how I see. That's my perception. That's my life. So working for myself, I get to see more people smile. I get to make more people smile. I get to make and help people make more money. It even changed their mindset. There's so many people who I have that are fifty you know, 40 years old that are 20 plus years older than me. And I just say a few things. They're like, wow, I've never thought about it that way. It's like, well, you know, try it. And I'm never, I'm never the one like, oh, do, do this. No, try it. Because it may not work for you and it may, and it may work. But you never know until you try. I mean, it's you know, it's different shows for different folks. However, try it to be like, ah, that didn't work for me. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer on do not live with any regret. Don't live with any shit that could have worked yeah, man, so uh, um, I'm realizing, because I did, last year I did a lot of events and conferences and private uh, private meetups and events and whatnot, and it really allowed me to see that I've always been a confidence coach, and uh, similar to you, like, people have always came back to me and told me positive things about what they've heard from me, what I've imparted, uh, you know, in their life or whatnot, and uh, now I want to ask you, you know, do you are you providing? Do you honestly feel you're providing more impact by by uh, by showing people the importance of 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 paying both attention and money to better themselves? Like, is that is that a difficult task for you? Uh, because you know you're passionate, or is it easier for you to say, "Hey, man, listen, you got to pay to play. I want to give you the best." Uh, outcomes for a situation. Are you comfortable doing that or are you not comfortable doing that? I'm very comfortable doing that because I always make the comparison for me, you know, everybody has their own niche. So for me, my niche is what do you deem more important, your health or your wealth? Like, what's more important to you? That's the question that I always ask. You know, people be like, whoa, my health is more important. So I say, if I was to, if I was to give you a million dollars today, but you had, like, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Your due date of death is tomorrow. Would you take the money? You can, you know, stay where you are and live the rest of your life, or would you take the money and die tomorrow? People always say, I, I won't, I don't want the money. So if, if your life doesn't have a price on it, why are not, why aren't you working towards having the best life you possibly can? Why aren't you investing your life? Why aren't you buying more time? Right. Literally, people don't understand about buying more time. People, are like, I'm working so hard for my kids. I'm working so hard to, you know, to, to give my mom a house. If you don't take care of your health, how can you work hard? There's no. If you are, if you have a cancerous body, you don't have the strength. You may not have 
the the appetite to eat to keep going. But if you work on your body to buy you more time, to buy you that time that you need to watch your children become 50 and 60 and, and watch your mom, you know, get the reaps of her benefit of birthing you. A lot of people don't understand. They just think like, oh, as long as I uh, feed my children, that's enough. It's not enough. Because as we all know, as we get older, we want our parents to be there so they can be grandparents. We want our parents to be great grandparents. We want our parents to, to help us on raising our children. But so many people just see it as, oh, I just need to get a dollar. And that's all that is. No, 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 no. Without getting that dollar, you need your health. Like, you can't get the dollar without having health. Because once you stop breathing, it's over. Nah, facts, man. And I, I, give, I give you some sauce that I came across not too long ago, man. Um, so in my book, one, one of the things that I highlight is the raw reality of, like you said, the, the time that we have and the value of that time. So I build one of my uh, perspectives, if you will, off of the reality that there are 1,440 minutes in a day, meaning there are 43,200 minutes in uh, 30 days to say that we all should be making that amount of money. Equally so, there are 26 million minutes in the time span of 50 years. And what I love to illustrate is most of us, on average, per statistic, per numbers, get to enjoy a solid 50 years of quality of life and if that's true at 26 million minutes half of that for some of us maybe maybe 75 percent of that is all going to work so oh man. hello yeah did i agree yeah so um but for me like uh i want to ask you uh being in the fitness space did you begin as a, did you begin as a fitness coach, as a uh, trainer, then coach, or was coaching always a part of um, the the service you offer to other people? So coaching was always a service, and the reason why I say that is because for one, I was um, as a basketball player, I was a point guard, and a point guard is an extension of the coach because I'm telling and I'm guiding and I'm coaching people through the play, what to do, how to how to move, how to set the screen, what play we're running. So that I was always in DNA in my DNA. Then once I be, once I um transitioned out of playing basketball, I was coaching basketball. Oh and wow. Trans- yeah, so once I, you know, transitioned out of coaching basketball, I started coaching and training. Hmm. So it was always kinda like in my DNA of Coaching's gonna say. Cool, man. Cool. Um. Wow. Uh. It's it's just dope, bro. Because I think when I when I when I break down the numbers, like I so. Again, you know my my whole thing, bro. I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like an extremist. I'm 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 cooking up like ten. So I don't know if you remember the question that I asked Dave and Donnie during the live recording but um from his advice of just having one show i'm building out yeah i'm I'm building i'm building out like 10 different segments to the to the one show uh and um what i was gonna say was what i was gonna say was um tell the people what you do now 
the services that you offer. And I guess in so many ways, so many words, your your avatar or your target market, so people can know if they're for or not for your program. Okay, so I do online coaching, I do virtual training, and I do in-person training. My target audience is for busy entrepreneurs, people who feel as though they don't have enough time. Me personally, the way I look, um, I'm very physically fit, and I work out no more than 40 minutes a day. Um, So... When I target my people, it's more so of time. So I'm targeting people who feel like they can't or they don't have enough time. We all have 30 minutes to ourselves, whether we're scrolling on Instagram, whether we're eating things we're not supposed to eat, or we are just, you know, BSing, whatever. But we all have 30 minutes. So that's something that I always tell people, like, what what, what time do you wake up? Most people, most people say around like seven. Okay, so what happens if you get up at five, you leave the house by 5.30, you get to the gym by six, you work out 6.45 or 6.35, get home, and then guess what? You are all ready to go at seven o'clock just by waking up two hours early. People think they always need so much sleep, and it's like, you're sleeping your life away. If you want more life, wake up, buy more time by going to the gym and exercising and making your body move. If you want to lose fat, you got to move fat. That's something that I, that I, I stress to people who, who want to work with me. And I say, like, if you aren't willing to put in 30 minutes of time, then I'm, I'm not the guy for you. Because most people don't understand that it starts with them. It doesn't start with me. It starts with you. If you don't want to follow a regimen or if you don't have any routine then you're going to keep getting what you're getting because how you do anything is how you do everything. If everything is all over the place, everything else will be all over the place. Man, bro. That's, that's, that's so true, man. Um, I bet, bet. Yeah, and, and then for me, um, I am a uh, clothing designer and a, and a confidence coach. And it, it's so cool because uh, I have such a, ver- a variety of, of, I guess, a diverse mix of, of backgrounds um, as a freelance designer because I work for famous people, not famous people, corporations, organizations, nonprofits. This goes on and on. And um, when I think about coaching, I remember people telling me, "Hey, man, the advice you just gave me, I read in the book last night, and you know." Uh, you should write a book and all these things that were indicative of things that were indicative of huh I'm listening yeah all these things that were indicative of me being a coach but I didn't quite understand it and so last year I was around other coaches and I was able to actually okay understand this is how I'm operating I'm helping people and this is how I'm helping them uh, and so my question to you is do you use self-confidence in your business and do you feel having uh, sufficient self-confidence is essential to living life absolutely absolutely confidence is key because as Dion says best you know if you look good you feel good if you feel good you play good if you play good they pay good 
So with confidence, it starts with it is is literally the key that starts your car. Confidence is the key that starts your car. Because if you don't have any self confidence, it's like how are you gonna start? If you don't have the self even discipline to be like, you know what, I'm going to start. Then the confidence kick in, like, you know what, I can do this. And then as we start to do it and it happens, you're like, wow, I really can do it. Then you believe it. Then that will kicks in, so everything is a domino effect. So it definitely starts with self, whether it's self-discipline, self-love, self-confidence. It starts with self. If it doesn't, like, if it's not up to me, then it has to be. Right. So it was like, that's really where it starts. So it's, it's super important for me. And I always ask the question. So when I, uh, before I work with whoever, I always do a consultation. And one of the questions that I ask, I go, you know, what it, what are one of your, or some of your biggest insecurities? And it's a state of vulnerability and it's a state of truth. Because so many times we walk around lying to ourselves. And like, I always get from a lot of, um, you know, bigger women. You know, I, I love being big and beautiful. So if you love being big and beautiful, why don't you just say, I love being beautiful? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you don't have to emphasize that you're big because if you're emphasizing the big part, that means you, you don't enjoy it. Like you're settling for, for being big because you can't control the things that you have been doing or you have no routine or a healthy routine, a healthy routine of what you've been doing. And it's like that's not that's an insecurity that's a cover up. Yeah, man. And I, I interpret that. Wow, and just to add value on on top of that, to build on top of that, man. Uh, just yesterday, uh, because you know, um, for me, it's not a uh, athletic environment, but at my jobs, um, I, I coach my coworkers. And kind of like a freestyle form where it's, it's indirect. They kind of realize the power of the conversation at the end, which is always cool, man, because I kind of ask them a series of questions and then I summarize why I ask those questions and, and force them to see it a certain way. So, you know, to your, to, 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 to your point, man, I, I'll say this. Just yesterday, you was chopping it up and like you said, people put out the obvious and said, okay, cool. It's not that millionaires feel it's not that people that make more money disagree that money isn't everything but what it says though is if you're stating the obvious it's a weak point for you meaning the the wealthy right the wealthy individual understands that money isn't everything but money is a tool and so i'm going to talk about money because i need to have more tools to get the job done and what i was telling my my co-workers i was saying hey um you know you say money isn't everything okay but if money isn't everything, why are you always saying it? <laughs> if it's true, it's true then. If you keep bringing it up, clearly it's insecurity for you. Um, and then what I would tell them was, I would say, okay, if you had all the money in the world, if you had all the money in the world, or if you were a multi-millionaire, what would you be eating right now? And my coworker literally said, the best of the best. I say, well, if money ain't everything, Right then, why are you not eating the best of the best right now? Right. It shouldn't take money for you to operate in the capacity of life at your best self. Right. If, if, if money ain't everything, so if money ain't everything, you should be like you should be your best self now because you don't need the money. But you're openly admitting you need the money. So clearly, it's not the money. It's your it, it's your 
your lack of motivation and or sense of urgency or your desire to actually see change in your life. And so I, I think for me, man, um, I just want to commend you for, for doing the work because I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, people really do, and we're human. You know, we're we not perfect, but I, I think it's important, coach to coach, that we help people understand that we're complex creatures and it's okay to be stubborn, but it's even more okay to get the help. Absolutely. I agree. And I think for a lot of people that um, they, they're scared to take risks. Like they are super scared to to not knowing the unknown. So for me, like I was saying, like um, at the podcast reunion, you know, like when I went to Black Equity Con, I went there on a limb and I went there on a risk. Like I was down and out. Like I had like literally, I only had enough money for a flight and a rental car to get her. Like that was it. I had money for nothing else. Like I barely had money for gas. Like I was like, bro. And I thought to myself, like, well, if I stay home, most likely, um, it's gonna be the same. But if I take a risk, I have a better chance at winning because I'm going somewhere to change something. If I stay here, I'm gonna stay broke. At least me going to Miami, I have a chance at something. Because of course, like every con is a bunch of people. All you need is one yes. No one is at my house. No one was in my home. No one was next to me on my couch or anything. Everyone was at Black Equity Con, so it was like, that's where I needed to be. So me going there, I just gave everything I could when it came to being a, uh, being a vessel. No matter what it may be, whether it was helping with chairs, whether it was walking people to the back, helping people on and off the stage, taking pictures of everyone. Like, literally, I was sleeping in the rental car. I was showering at Planet Fitness and the YMCA. And then eating a sandwich a day, like literally. But when I went inside of the, you know, the hotel or, you know, when I went inside the event, I was happy. I was smiling. I was happy to be. I was thankful for every single person who, who saw me. And I didn't, like, when I mean, I didn't frown a second, not knowing, you know, people just out there just living their best life or some people didn't come because of, oh, I don't have enough money for everything. I didn't have enough money for everything, but I had enough money for something. And that something turned into, you know, a 10K month, a 12K month, and then, you know, fluent income, and then more more influence, and it led to me having more confidence. It led to me having, you know, a bigger network of people who are, you know, very helpful, who don't mind reaching out, and who lend a hand by me taking a chance, by me taking a risk, by me understanding that if something has to change, I need to change. And everything is not pretty. Like you said, you know, success is not, you know, an, an easy thing. Success is not a pretty thing. Success has no time frame. Like, you have to go get it, and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to win. And me, I just wanted to win that bad, and I knew that me staying home was not going to help me win. Me taking a risk, me, you know, only having enough just to get it. I was all I needed because that was... The objective was to get there. Like, it wasn't to be in a hotel. And it was crazy because I was actually dating a woman at the time who was a six-figure earner who was at Black Equity Con. And she had no idea. However, 
you know, eventually she found out, like maybe like after like Hey, 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 man, hold. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta man, you, you going, man, about to run out of time. Gotta put a pin in that. We, we, this gonna, this gonna be a part two right here, man. We're gonna pick up right here on the next episode of Montage Your Lifestyle, man. Let, let the people know who, who we're talking to today, bro. So you got Coach Sai on here. You can follow me on Instagram at Sai Essence. It is spelled S-Y Essence. Or you can look me up at Coach Sai on all platforms. Yeah, man. Listen. Um, <laughs> gym at the gym. Story after story, bro. I'm so excited, man. It's been the first episode. Next one is coming soon. Uh, the next seven days. And uh, yeah, you tapped in the Montage of Lifestyle with Truly Truly. Matthias Truly. Uh, stay tuned for the next one. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, like, and share.